Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. Today we have a fascinating topic, and to get your attention, what if I could guarantee your child a great ACT score based on what I know about your child in the lower grades, you know, up to third and fourth grade? So if I have your attention, uh, it's time to turn it over to Dr. Woolley, Dr. Rhoda, who, who really has some practical valuable must-hear information. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the link between reading and future academic and life success. And for some of our educators, especially those in the lower grades, this is probably very much review and a lot of stuff that you already are very familiar with. But it is good as a reminder, and it's also really good for us as parents to really understand why we're doing what we're doing and, and why it's so important. This topic came to my attention as I was watching CBS Sunday Morning this past week. It's one of my favorite shows of the week. They had a segment where they pointed out that almost 50% of people incarcerated are dyslexic. And I just physically felt sick to my stomach. And anytime you hear statistics like that, you, yeah. you just have to stop and pause and say, really? Yeah. Well, this is something we really need to examine further. We are doing something wrong, right? When we have let down half of that pot. I mean, there are other factors that play into it, mm -hmm, other sure. variables. But there's just such a strong link between the ability to read and future incarceration, or the lack of ability to read and future incarceration that we just have to just really be adamant about this topic. And so I just started researching it a little bit more. I knew there was a link between the inability to read and future dropping out of school, but I didn't think the incarceration rates were quite as high as they are. And so let's take a deeper dive into this topic. Reading is the most crucial academic skill because it's the foundation for learning. Through third grade, most children are learning to read, and then after third grade, students are reading to learn. In fact, one of the most important predictors of graduating from high school is reading proficiently by the end of third grade. And what's so interesting, it doesn't only stop at high school. We have districts right now, you know, pre-K to 12 public school districts that are funneling significant monies to the lower grades because based on the testing of the lower grades, they can project the student's ACT score. Mm -hmm. and, and some districts have goals of a set average ACT score. And so this reading thing is unbelievably important. Yeah, it's it's that bedrock. It's the it's the foundation. You know, if you're laying a new road, you have to have a solid foundation underneath there. It's going to crumble. And if kids aren't reading with fluency and comprehension, their future education is going to be weak at best. You know, it just they don't have a solid foundation to build on. And maybe just to add to that, uh, maybe you're noting increased class sizes in schools. Statistically, there's a lot of debatable research on that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, in the lower grades. They're saying uh, not so much. Trying to keep them small. Trying to yep. keep them small because they absolutely want to create an environment where they can best meet the needs of those students, specifically in the area of reading. Differentiation and what mm -hmm. needs to be done there, yeah. And so you can imagine if you're a kid who didn't get down solid reading by the time they're in third grade, and now you're having to read to learn, and then you come to class and you're supposed to have read and you're not prepared because you tried, but you didn't understand it, you didn't get it, you read it, but it didn't stick, whatever it might be. 
you continue to fall further and further behind. And in that time period when you're developing your identity as a student, your identity starts to develop as I'm not a good student. So then what am I good at? And I think oftentimes those are those kids that start pushing our buttons and getting into trouble. And they take on the identity of being something other than a good student. So it's just so important through development throughout life for social, emotional, physical development. All this plays into it. So without a strong foundation in reading, children are left behind at the beginning of their education. They lag in every class year after year because more than 85% of the curriculum is taught by reading. And by the end of third grade, 74% of struggling readers won't ever catch up. Think about that. Three quarters. Yes. I mean, reading is the ship that moves everything forward. So it it really is is too strong of a a term, pointless, but it really is not wise use of time to focus on other content areas because you you think of, uh, you know, the reading heavy areas down the road, science, for example, Mm -hmm. or, or history, if a student can't read there's no way they're going to be able to comprehend and grasp what is being taught them nearly as well as if they can read. In fact, one of the most important predictors of graduating from high school is reading proficiently by the end of the third grade. So reading on grade level by the end of third grade is one of the critical milestones in education. Studies show that 74% of third graders who read poorly still struggle in ninth grade, and third grade reading scores can predict a student's likelihood to graduate from high school. So don't want to be redundant, but it's just important. Mm -hmm. A few other facts that we have here that came upon in my research. According to the Children's Reading Foundation, reading together 20 minutes every day, this would be at home, teaches most school readiness skills. You're going to learn vocabulary. You're going to learn counting. You're going to learn colors. You're going to learn social skills. All that done through reading with our children, reading to our children. The simple act of reading with a child every day has significant additional benefits, including it increases the number of children acquiring the essential early literacy skills required for entering kindergarten prepared and eager for school. So that motivational piece develop, helps children develop socially and emotionally so they can be confident and they have strong bonds and they're at pace with their peers. They don't feel like they're being left behind or that other people have something over on them. It reduces the school achievement gap, lowers remediation expenses for K-12 students by helping children start and stay at grade level. And it empowers parents and caregivers to become their child's first and most influential teachers. And, 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 and often we, we in our society forget this. The, the mentality should not be, I drop off my child at school and it's the school's responsibility to educate them. It, it's clearly a partnership on both sides, fidelity on both sides to help the student be successful. It's a fascinating thought to me to think that out of all the people in all of history, all the cultures, all of civilization, and all the continents, God decided to put your children with you. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a mistake. You're their, you're their person. You're, the, you're their people that nurture them, that teach them about unconditional love and forgiveness, and get them off, started off with those skills that aren't going to have such an impact in their life. And so you are their first and most influential teacher parents. So children who aren't reading proficiently by fourth grade are four times more likely to drop out of high school. And according to the National Assessment of Educational Progress, only 34% of America's fourth graders read at grade level. You know, and, and what is what is 34%. so 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 interesting about that? I mean, 34% based on, on that study. And, and the degree with which you read also, I mean, the, these tests projected, you can you can agree or disagree, will say, oh, this student will will be ready if they continue on that trajectory for yeah. a four-year college, Ivy League, or, or, or four-year college, or, or two-year, or community, or Votech. Yeah. It's just, just fascinating. Yeah, truly. So, and this is my opinion, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and share my opinion, but I think the most important thing we can do in the lower grades is focus on 
reading proficiently. In fact, I'm going to venture to say that if by the end of fourth grade a child can read for comprehension and a child knows their math facts forwards and backwards, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, know those, they've got them down pat, they can read for comprehension. If that's all they can do by the end of fourth grade going into fifth grade, they're going to be fine academically. You know, Rhoda, Dr. Rhoda, I'm really glad you said that because I'm just going to humor you a little bit. Uh So my my wife and I, my wife loves math, Mm -hmm. um, wife and I had this great conversation. Um, Our our son, uh, I won't name which one, Mm -hmm. uh, just really disliked piano, Mm -hmm. okay? And he didn't read a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I probably will regret this, but I thought, oh, okay, well, which is more important? I know research says music really, really enhances learning, but Mm -hmm. reading is equally or maybe more important after listening to, to what you're saying. Uh, so I said, okay, well, if, if, if you're, you know, here's the deal. If you read X amount and we read to you, then you won't have to take piano next year. Well, <laughs> he was all over that. So I apologize to the, the music teacher because she's exceptionally gifted. And uh-huh. it, maybe I will regret that. But, uh, but keep in mind, in preference, you have to know your, your kids because right. this is the same kid who, when you asked him what he wanted to do, uh, as a kid, he wanted to become a scarecrow. So let's keep things in perspective. <laughs> well, and also there's, um, I did not enjoy piano. I had several years of piano lessons and never, it never came, but I taught myself guitar. I pretty much, percussion came very easily. So it's not that he's never going to love music. It might just be piano may not be his thing. So focus on reading now, and then maybe he can be introduced to some other instruments down the road that might be more appealing to him. Yeah, but that's an interesting conversation. I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you shared that. So according to a special report called Early Warning, this is from the Annie E. Casey Foundation. They do a lot of literacy research. The process of dropping out of school begins long before high school. It stems from loss of interest in middle school, often triggered by retention in grade school. And that, in a great many cases, is the result of not being able to read professionally, proficiently as early as fourth grade. Um, I have this conversation with my grad students. I teach an advanced ed- educational psychology for teachers that are coming back to get their master's. And we really get talking in there about retention. And it's not that there's... It's not that you should never retain a child, but the research is pretty strong that if you're going to retain them a grade, the lower you can do it, the better. And do it differently the next time. What's your plan? What You can't just have them go through the exact same thing again and hope they catch it this time. It's too important. There's too much research indicating that they, they drop out by 18 if they're not going to graduate in the next year or so. And they just, they're going to go work for the most part. And so really, truly, if you are going to keep them back a year and redo a year, you really have to target what are we going to do differently this time with this child to help this child be successful. And, and so if you're a lower grade teacher... Um, you know this already, but know that you are so incredibly valued because mm-hmm. those are such formidable years. And oftentimes we don't give the lower grade teachers uh, the credit they deserve because they really are molding the future. I mean, based wow. on what you said and, and, and statistics, they, they're so unbelievably essential and important in a child's life. Certainly the parent, paramount, but... but yeah. Lower grade teachers, kudos to you. Oh, the specialists that they are in understanding those little minds and to help them get off to a strong, solid solid start. I mean, we are all designed differently. High school was my thing, right, when I was doing K-12. Were you middle school for the most part? I was middle school for the most part. And let me tell you, the lower grades, uh, I am not wired 
You know, That's as a me principal, too. I, so... I would always position myself by the door so I could greet them. I would love them. They would try to, you know, surround me and I would know where the exit was. Yeah, I am not wired that way. Sorry. I am so grateful for those teachers that are because I am not either. You know, just like they'll say, well, I'm not wired for high school. I'm not wired for the little ones. I mean, I love them to death, but... I can't do it all day long, and that is not my area. So I am so, uh, exactly what you said. So very, very grateful for that solid foundation that our our primary elementary grade teachers are getting our students off to. They wouldn't make it to us otherwise. That's so, right. So very grateful for that. Just a few more statistics just to help us really understand the, the weight of this topic. 85% of all juveniles who interface with the juvenile court system are functionally low literate. So almost every kid that's getting in trouble is functioning with little literacy. Juvenile incarceration reduces the probability of high school completion and increases the prob probability of incarceration later in life, which we've been talking about. High school dropouts are three and a half times more likely than high school graduates to be arrested in their lifetime. Three and a half times, that's significant. High school dropouts are 63% more likely to be incarcerated than their peers for four-year, those who have four-year college degrees. So 63% more likely if, if you dropped out of high school than if you have a four-year degree to go to prison. Mississippi has the second highest incarceration rate in the nation, and the average adult inmate reads on a sixth grade level when admitted. So it's it, it just mind numbing. You think if we could figure this out better, yeah, there would be less individuals in prison. I mean, all around, it's win, 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 win. If well, well you we think can... of the cost of incarceration, uh, minimally forty thousand dollars a year to hold somebody mm -hmm, in prison, at least uh, minimally, but depending on the level of security, right? That's low security, and then. The cost of families, the cost of that individual not contributing to society in a meaningful, significant way, a family member that's missing that's not there contributing. I mean, the cost is just too high. And we see such a link between literacy or lack of literacy and future incarceration that we just, we must do better. Our kids deserve better. Um, half of the kids, half of the state inmates in uh, Mississippi uh, have never finished high school, right? And so... Um, just what can we do to keep kids engaged, to keep kids motivated, to keep kids having the desire to stay in school and learn? We teachers, parents, we're key in this, and we've got to be constantly thinking about each child and what we do to help this child be successful. I don't want to, you know, I am proud that most of our prison programs do have programs where they're teaching inmates how to read. Um, literacy instruction can help on both ends of the correctional system. Studies have shown that inmates enrolled in literacy and other education programs can substantially reduce recidivism. I have a hard time with that word. Recidivism rates. I couldn't even spell it. Get alone say it. <laughs> um, I like the word recidivism, but it's just hard to say. Uh, one study shows that 3,000 inmates in Virginia found that 20% of those receiving support in an education program were reincarcerated while 49% not receiving additional support returned to prison after being released. So, so, just, so, so once again, we know it yeah. works. Even it's when just, you're an adult. Right, even three. when you're an adult, but why not yeah. focus? Right. Yep, yep. So many programs are finding success teaching adults, and oftentimes they really do it through a phonics-based approach. So again, don't want to just you know beat up this topic, but I just want us to understand how valuable it is. So as parents, educators, up until about age 9 or 10, our biggest academic focus should be on reading. And there are benefits as we read to them, as we read with them. Again, if we, they can know their math facts, that, that mind just developmentally, it's so appropriate right then to be able to memorize math facts. And once they learn those, they're just locked in and can deal with them later on in life. And then as Christian parents, just memorizing scripture, mm -hmm. right? That would be the other biggie. So your child can always carry those nuggets of wisdom in their heart. So again, just I want to take some of the pressure off of us. Sometimes we just feel like there's so much that we have to accomplish. But if kids are reading for comprehension, they know their math facts. As Christians, if they have Jesus' word tucked away in their heart, heart, 
those are the things that are going to be our greatest use of our time and energy as we equip our kids to succeed. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from the episode on reading. Uh, number one, just take the time to realize and reflect how incredibly important reading is. Reading is the most crucial academic skill because it is the foundation for learning, period. Uh, number two, really focus in on the lower grades. Parents really take the time to note how much your child is reading uh, and lower grade teachers just really make a note of this as well. Number three, if you're looking for a target goal uh, based on the Children's Reading Foundation, uh, reading together 20 minutes every day. Uh, really, really helpful. Uh, number four, Somewhat of a reality check, all of us who have kids know our kids struggle in certain areas. If your child is struggling uh, in the area of reading, go ahead and, and talk to your teacher. Come up with a plan that both of you can work on to move forward to help your child succeed. And, and number five, uh, parents and us included, Take the time to really thank those lower grade teachers. They truly are difference makers. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.